January 30, 2023, is de Waffle Pedro Show. En dan is er de moeilijkheid van de mondstukken. Na afloop van de tournee wil ik naar de fabriek in Parijs gaan om daar de bouw van een speciaal tenoormondstuk te bespreken en eventueel een speciaal instrument. Want ik wil de tenor beslist niet loslaten. Ook al is de sopraan misschien mijn favoriete saxofoon. It, it is really going to be my favorite, but uh, I don't think it can uh, the, can take the place of the tenor in my life because the, uh, the tenor doesn't have the power that the tenor has, you know. And uh, I've got to have that power to to uh, to you know get across certain ideas. So uh, actually, I, I'm going to need them both. I'm sure that. show start off the sh- well happy monday start off the show with john Coltrane talking to michael de reuter about the soprano saxophone on december 1st 1962 and then we had the darts is it the darts u.s or do, can i just say darts you can just say the darts yeah. that's what it is yeah because yeah probably some copyright issue or something because it looks yeah. like darts us darts toys are us darts are us <laughs> all right <laughs> 
people you could tell I, I ain't like an, people you could tell I'm not man alone because of those software engineers in Estonia with their Skype invention. I got Nicole Christina from from Darts with us. Uh, we, and we heard, my heart is a graveyard. And uh, welcome aboard, Nicole Christina. Nicole in uh, Tacoma, Christina in Phoenix. Hey. Now, who, who wants to go first? Yeah, we got to give credit first to Jella for the connect. Thank you much, Brother Jella. Now, who wants to go first? I'll go. Nicole's better at talking. Okay, Nicole, Nicole <laughs> please bring your earliest musical recollection. Wow, what a question. Well, remember, it's the Watt for Pedro show. There's no hard questions. There's no wrong answers. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Um, my earliest musical recollection of playing music was... Um, Not playing, I, just musical. You might be hearing. Usually when you're a kid, you're probably hearing more than playing. Yeah, you know, I don't know if that's true. My parents weren't really into music. They weren't musicians. Themselves. My dad played a little trumpet growing up, but um, they weren't people that sat around and listened to music ever, really. They still don't. Um, well, it's not were... their memory. It's your memory. What's your earliest musical recollection? So for me, uh, I remember my mom taking us to see the Boston Pops in Chicago. <laughs> Classical music. I was, yeah, I was a little kid and um, we went to see the Boston Pops play and I don't know if that had a huge impact on me, but I just thought it was extravagant and, you know, elegant and all that. Well, it's and enough then, to uh, become your earliest musical recollection. You could bring Watt for his Watt from Pedro show. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Let me ask you, this pad in Chicago, I was conceived in Chicago. I didn't live there, but I was conceived there. That's what my ma told me. But was there musical instruments? You said your parents didn't play. So there was there but any chance there was any instruments there? You know, they actually uh, had a tiny toy, one of those little tiny toy pianos in the back of their van for some reason. And we go on these road trips and I would sit in the back. This is before seatbelts were required. I would sit in the back of the van and I would play on this little piano. And I think I was just, you know, it was one of those plinky little toy things. Now, um, now you, it was woman alone, though. You didn't have to go through the dreaded piano lesson experience. I've had Not at people, that point. I've Not had at that point. On the eventually, show. they got a real piano, and I did the piano lesson. Thing okay, I've it. had guests on the show. It almost made them want to quit music. When I found, it's usually the teacher didn't know how to fucking teach. Yeah, that that has a lot to do with that. Luckily, I got connected with this really cool teacher, and we, I was studying classical music only at the time. But she always would throw in a pop tune uh, into the repertoire to make it interesting, and I loved that. I would sing along with it and stuff, and. Um, I think keeping it fun was sort of her her way to do it. And Especially when you're dealing with kids, right? I mean, got yeah. a tension span of a gnat and shit. Uh, l let me ask you this. First record you bought with your own money? Uh, this is really embarrassing. It was Journey Escape. <laughs> well, when you're a kid, you ain't got a lot of money. That's why I asked that. Like, what are you going to spend it on, right? And, and I, I guess your first gig was seeing that Boston Pops gig. <laughs> yeah, come to okay think now what about at school were you in the choir or the marching band or shit like that i was in all of it i was uh very well I, I was studying classical music very seriously all through my childhood so i was playing like four to six hours a day sometimes practicing for competitions and stuff but in school i was also playing the flute and the band and the orchestra i was in marching band i was the drum major of my marching band 
Wow, the drum major. That's people. That's the the they they kind of lead. They got some fancy kind of I don't Everything. know scepter or something that they. I guess it's so oh, yeah. that everybody can hold time and stuff. I remember a, a Mark Puglisi was at Pedro High here, man, and he would just lift up that thing and march with it all proud. Oh, it was amazing. It was it was really cool to lead these parades, and you know you're also kind of the conductor of the band, so you yeah, learn yeah. about the different instruments and stuff. And it was it was really cool. Okay, okay. Uh, wow. So you were all in, and you think the gateway, <laughs> and, and the gateway was this fucking the, the the your parents put you on piano and getting the piano lessons. Okay. Yeah. Well, it might have been that Boston pop gig though. <laughs> I think they were trying to send me in that direction for sure. Right, right. Now, let me ask you this. Not after school, I graduating, but in the afternoon, did you get into the basement band, bedroom band, garage band thing with some buddies? I never discovered really a so love only, for only institutional music. learning. Okay, that's all right. You know, everybody's got their own path to navigate. Seriously, it was a path. really weird path, and I didn't come to to the the pop rock world until way later in life. That's so, all right. Yeah, was... You know, Vincent only painted his last ten years. <laughs> there you go. Shows to go yet. Well, that's why I wanted you on the show. I wanted to enlighten you with that fucking factoid. I will take that. Okay. Awesome. <laughs> so, okay. When you graduate school, do you go to higher education for music? Well, um, I tried. I, I I went to the University of Michigan in Ann Arbor, Stooges of the Land. Yeah, of course. <laughs> and the big, um, big, I think campus only second to Ohio State. It's a huge school. Yeah, yeah, it, it's a great, great school. I had a great time, and I, um, I actually got a music scholarship, but my parents, the scientists, both said, you're not going to study music. That doesn't make sense. So I ended up studying psychology and going to law school and doing uh, all kinds of they're thinking stuff. of a career path. Huh? They're thinking career path, and you were t taking the artistic path, and they say, no, go diggy die. Always, and I'm sure a lot of us in this field have had that same battle. But I think yeah, parents I, are worried about their kids, right? They are, rightfully. You know, nobody wants to support their their kid late in life, so they want to look out for him. I get or, that. Or, or they might pass away, and the kid don't have skills to pay the bills. It's true. Yeah, it's true. So that's what I think. I remember my pop said, "Boy, you can piss in the wind only so long." <laughs> He was in the Navy, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it tripped him out when I uh, showed up in Fresno with the Econo line I bought with gig money. He didn't <laughs> know about that, so it, it tripped him out. You know, there's the, usually your parents are from the, the generation, <laughs> usually, before you. So they just have another – they don't have, the, you know, a grip on the uh, – reality on the dealio you know the same thing so i can you can understand misunderstand and then being kind of one and uh, so so you you don't go to school you drop out of school you're telling me and oh, you no, go to psychiatry no, i went hardcore school i mean I with music and you changed music, to yeah. psychiatry. i always did music on the side yeah. i was always doing music on the side i was playing the piano for people who were studying you know voice and stuff like that and i was trying to start out little rock bands and stuff when I was in college, but never really took. And it took a long time to get it going. Okay, okay. You guys gave me this tune, uh, Strange Days. Yeah. Let's play it. <laughs> Keep taking over the rain. Get with the 
whatever they want I'm giving it up yet And I never, 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 never get upset Cause I've never been no Coattails of another awkward day comes the awkward, awkward night. Inclined to do what I've been told Until I know what it is I've been told And had a chance to think of what I think about what I've been told And then deciding if I want to do what I've been Coattails of another awkward day comes the awkward, awkward night. Coattails of another awkward day comes the awkward, awkward night. I'm gonna be a star 
come and find me with my eyes like diamonds They say I'm gonna go far
Don't be 
Rock from Pedro Show. That chunk of music started off the darts doing Strange Days. Then we had Freewheeling Jan Janssen uh, from Western Massachusetts with No Teacher's Pet, Man Alone Mode. Uh, Dave Tabor, great cat. The Bobby Lees after that with Hollywood Junkyard. Brand new from Party Lights, breakup number four. New from Sons, that's two U's, people. Wave. Derek Moneypenny, he was on the last episode as a guest. Point Pinole, out in the desert. Then uh, Ray Shin from Reno with The City Sounds Like a Tiny Town When the Night Train Whistle Blows. Laura Steenberg after that with Now It's Time. In parentheses, A Song for Children. Uh, Itage 34, 34th floor in French. Huh? Plus Denko, great singer lady from... Tokyo, in seat. I think French pronunciation. Pardon me, fucking that language. I, I do. I screw up this language too. So equal opportunity, language fucker up or what? Not on purpose. So. And then have a nice life. They get this brand new thing where they put out these demos, and this one is the future. And then finally, darts with my way, but not that Neil Sedaka. Sid vicious. Uh, okay, Christina, your turn. Please bring your earliest musical memory, please. Oh, God. Uh, probably earliest, earliest was when I was a little kid and there was a wham on like MTV on my grandma's giant floor TV. <laughs> You're talking and, George uh, Michael. Yeah, George Michael. That yeah, was, good like, looking man. Great, si- great singer. Music great singer. Yeah. But I wanted it. to do his hair. Like, I was attracted to him, but I didn't know how. I was like, I'm going to do his hair someday. I think he was a Lebanese cat or his ethnicity or something. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. You know, we that's lost right. him a couple of years ago. He kind of passed away younger. Oh. Yeah, middle age or I something. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. Very sad. But anyway, he had a big impact on you. It was your. Gospel. I mean, not really. It was just like the earliest, like the earliest thing I can remember ever was like that kind of stuff. Like, oh, I thought it was your. I thought it was your Boston Rocker. Pops moment. Not Boston <laughs> Pops. He didn't change my life. I think that. <laughs> but no, that was Cindy, like the first Cindy, time Cindy I ever Lopper was like, oh, still going. Music. She's still going. I know. I can't believe it. Yeah. I've still never seen her play live. No, but she's still going. Okay, now let me ask you this. In the pad you grew up, was there musical instruments? Um, kind of. I had like these really now. crappy, like uh, those like guitars that you get at like the swap meet that are like half size that have yeah. like plastic strings on them. Well, more and, like, like tape them all up. I think the strings are more like fishing line. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're like fishing line. So I tried my hardest to learn guitar on one of those for so long oh, and then they my won't little tune. Casio they keyboard. won't fucking tune yeah <laughs> right they don't tune like they the keys don't hold the strings slip all that no shit. it's uh, like impossible okay let I me ask you this <laughs> let me ask you this first record you bought with your own money oh i don't remember i don't even remember i remember being like 14 and going to this record store like every other day and being like do you have any cramps records and they were like no get out of here we don't have any of those 
and they just thought I was a nerd kid. But that's the first time I remember trying to buy things. I never so, bought anything when I was a kid. Okay. Whoa. That's the first time somebody's answered that question like that in fucking 21 years, seven months <laughs> I've been doing this. Show. <laughs> okay, now let me ask you this. First gig you saw. The first gig I ever saw was, oh God, probably like a concert at the fair with my mom, like some 80s stuff. You're talking like county fair? Yeah. I remember my pop taking me the one to the one in Fresno. Look at the balls on that fucking bowl. <laughs> Basketballs. <laughs> like, yeah, pop. Yeah. <laughs> I thought the guys at my the eyes went right were there, like right famous. there. God damn. <laughs> and then he showed me the the antique water pumps. I mean, there's a lot of good shit at those things. Uh, yeah. What about is. what about uh, grade school? Were you in the choir, the marching band, or shit like that? I was in orchestra. I played violin all through school from second grade on because you could start violin before you could start band. And I was impatient. So I, I did violin and uh, yeah, all through school in the orchestra. Which chair? I was always like second chair, second violin or first violin, but First, there's always like one one really like privileged kid that had private lessons that was always like one <laughs> ahead of me okay. all through school. <laughs> That's fucked up. That's fucked up. And, and I'm going to ask you what I asked <laughs> Nicole, not after school graduating, but afternoon. Did you get into garage band, basement band, bedroom band? Uh, I'd sit in my room and just play guitar like rewind. OK, so you ended up getting a guitar time. beyond the. The uh, fishing string plastic shit? I did eventually. I went to a pawn shop and like cried until they lowered the price enough for me to afford my first guitar. How <laughs> much? Me and, acoustic guitar. Me and D Boone got our first guitars at pawn shops. How much did you pay? I paid a hundred dollars for it. Me and D Boone, fifteen bucks each. Six oh, here that's in Pedro. Really good. Well, we're also talking nineteen seventy, seventy one. Yeah. <laughs> okay, uh let me ask you this. You end up, yeah. you're the darts bass player. How'd you end up on fucking bass? I don't know. Well, oh, no, I, so we got to talk about the, the, the garage band, basement band, bedroom band. Oh, okay. Well, I met my, one of my best friends at a bar and he was playing guitar to all these reel to reels. And I was like, that's cool, but you need a band. Cause that'd be way cooler. And he was like, well, you should play bass for me. And then I started playing bass. Right so, after that. So you must have, you went back to the fucking pawn shop and got a bass? <laughs> no, actually, he had this like really awesome 73P bass that he sold me for like almost no money. Wow. And I still play it to this day. It's the only bass I've ever really Those played. Those are good ones. The P basses are good, man. You can't go wrong. I love it. Let me ask you about amp. About an amp? Well, I use... Uh, I no, use no, SPT no. Those TV days. Art. Those days. Oh, in those days? I used... Uh, I had this GKRB800 head and an 18-inch... Galen Kruger, people. Campbell, California. Yeah. I, I used to have an 800 RB. Like I, I know about those things. You know, I'm a little prejudiced towards bass, so I'm going to ask you questions like this. Let, yeah. Now, now this, this, this guy had you play bass... Is this a band that does gigs? Does it have a name? It, yeah, it was called the Madcaps. It was like the first band that I was ever in that did 
shows. Okay, like Mad a Caps. lot of shows. Like the Sid Barrett album, Madcap Laughs? Yeah, like okay. the Sid Barrett. Because yeah. Madcap's such an England word, right? We don't usually use that here. Let, let me ask yeah. you this. What was the first fucking Madcap's gig like? Uh, so the first gig we did was we, we would play on the back of a truck. We'd set up on the back of a truck and drive around down where, like, all the art galleries or shows were and, like, just stop and interrupt what, what town was this? parties. In Phoenix. Okay, okay. I can't read minds yeah. yet, so you're going to have to use words. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, okay. So you're driving up and down the street in Phoenix. Not Tempe, yep. but Phoenix. Yeah. <laughs> right, this ain't for college kids. No, no sun devils. This is for the, yeah. the general general population. And uh, what's the reaction of people? People, like, didn't know what to expect. Phoenix was still kind of, like crappy back then there were a couple art galleries and there would be like a a monthly like art walk thing so we'd just drive around and stop in front of parties and play and if a crowd showed up they'd either like be like get out of here you're not not is this banded like is this banded duet it's a it was a three-piece so okay it's a trio okay yeah and uh what about the material were you copying songs off records or were you guys writing your own compositions we did our own songs mostly, but um, oh, great. we did cover some uh, head coats songs. The head coats. Right? Yeah, the head coats. Uh, yeah, Billy, uh, that poet guy, right, from England. He's yeah, a, Billy Childish. Billy Childish. He's a tripper, man. Much respect to him. Also, his yeah. wife, too, right? She's, she was in a lot of bands. Kind of garagey stuff, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Excellent. Yeah, excellent cat. <laughs> Big mustache, too. Okay. I love it. <laughs> let me let, let me. Let, how long do, does Madcaps last? Last. I'm sorry. <clears throat> I think we lasted probably like I don't know, a few five or six years. Seven, did eight, did, did Madcaps record? Did they tour? You know what? We never did anything. We just played a whole bunch of shows here, and then we stopped playing together for a long time. I mean, we <gasps> still we still hang out, we still jam and stuff, but we never really did a lot of like out of phoenix stuff now when it came to writing your own songs were you part of that or did like the guitar it's usually the guitar singer right here here it is play yeah, an o- octave play played, the root note an octave mostly. lower than us <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah no I but i'm i'm curious did part. did you did you ever come up with uh material uh songs um i've come up with two dart songs no, no, I'm talking about, we, we ain't in dart world yet. We're still in like oh, pre-dart world. So I want to know, yeah, I want to know about Christina in Phoenix on no. the bass, not in the darts you know yet. <laughs> I'm not a big songwriter. Like, I, I that's okay, that's okay. on my own, but I never, I never put them forward in bands for some reason. I don't know. I, I like to add to other people's material. Sure, sure, sure. I put I mean, my put in my two cents on everything for sure i think everybody's got their own way so there's not one yeah. way to do it i'm just curious and like i said i don't have the mind reading thing down yet when i do <laughs> though i'll just fucking write right in there and tell everybody what i'm fucking finding out okay so yeah in the meantime you use yeah. words with me please uh, and so uh you would say that 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 gig down the art street in the back of the truck uh-huh. was that a success 
Yeah, it was okay. really fun. Okay. I was scared. People, I was so people still talk about that band. That was it made a huge impact on the Phoenix scene at the time. She's being pretty modest, but people still talk about that. And and, and you knew <laughs> you heard about this in Chicago? No, I, I was living in Phoenix by then and, okay. and later okay. later that's how I that's how I got to know Christina. Well we're gonna get to there. yeah, we're gonna get it around to how the darts formed, so that's probably in that story, right? Yeah, probably. We're at the end of the first hour, January thirty. 2023 edition of Peter show special guest, Nicole Christina, the darts, whole time for hour two. January 30, 2023, it's the second hour of the Watt from Pedro show.
sent that letter, but I think it's James. If it ever gets there, I can close up those missing links. I might dive below. Maybe if I go slow, I might hear it calling. All the leaves are broken and falling. I might make their dream. I sang that song in such a western key. Just didn't know how to take it to the valley. Maybe I'll never know. I might dive below. A bit of magic, baby. I might hear it calling. All the leaves are broken and falling. I might make their dream. What for Pedro show? Start off the second hour. Darts doing Phantom. Then we had the Hammer Party with Wage Slave. That sounds happy. <laughs> Ellis Swan after that with Down by the Reservoir. You hear that, Neil Young? Not Down by the River. Down by the Reservoir. Uh, Diane Marie Klobuchar from her new album, Dim the Dimmer. I think it's the title tune. That's what the album's called. Mike Molnar after that with Return of the Huntress and Ensuing Games. Comma Splice, but that's all right. You don't need a comma, Mike. Ensuing, <laughs> ensuing games. That's, that that that's a title, man. Okay, you know Watt has to start with the title when he writes songs because it gives me focus. Everybody puts them on last. Um, <laughs> yeah, but I've, I'm fucked up. Okay, Maxine Funka after that with "Make That Dream." Back to Nicole Christina Darts. So I guess we're to that part where the darts get together. Now, obviously Christina's in the town where she grew up, but how did you, Nicole? How did you get to Phoenix? You know, I, um, it's a, it's not a musical story, but I moved to Arizona to go to law school. <laughs> so there I was. That's all right. And I started playing in bands when I was, um, down in Tucson in law school at the U of A. University oh, Tucson. And- okay. Okay. So you actually, they're 90 miles away people. And actually Tucson's the older town and, and, uh, that's got not Arizona state, but the big school. And, and I yeah. think the street that happens there is fourth street, right? Exactly. There was a club that the first time I played Tucson was a place called Tumbleweeds. 
Oh, yeah, I remember tumbleweeds. Do you remember that? Okay, great. A long time ago, uh, or a little while ago. So, okay, so you're going to law school, but you're still doing this parallel lives where you have music on the side. Yep. Okay. Always had, I was playing in jazz trios, and I was playing in a rock band, and I was playing all over Tucson all the time, and then moved up to Phoenix to get my first job as a lawyer, and started playing in, in, in my first original band in Phoenix, finally. Can, can I ask you, like I asked Christina, about the material? You're like you're playing in other people's bands, so you're probably playing their songs. But did you ever compose yourself? Did you ever bring shit in? Always, I I write. I've always been, even as a little kid, I was writing songs. So I've oh, been okay, songs. okay. I can't, I can't stop the flow. No, <laughs> so, that's yeah, I, I always brought the songs. Yeah. And, and and do you have recordings of them, or did you write them out uh, as a written manuscript, or? I would do both. Um, most of the people I was playing rock music with didn't read music, yeah, so right. I so I would give them recordings. I still do that pretty much. Although Christina reads because of her violin, she right. can read pretty well, so that's that makes it easier. But um, usually, it's just recordings. Okay, so how do you run into Christina and Phoenix? So eventually, she one of your clients um, in the law office, or what? <laughs> she was she was a judge in my trial. I'm just kidding. <laughs> no. No. What was the guy on Perry Mason? What was his name? Uh, Mr. Berger, the prosecutor who would never win a case. <laughs> Actually, they never went to the jury. Perry Mason, get the, my mother loved that fucking show. I had to see everything as a boy. He didn't get to get the, yeah, he'd get the people to stand up and admit it. Never went to the fucking jury. Absolutely. Um, anyway. I'm working as a lawyer in Phoenix and playing in my own band and writing the songs and Finally, um, a guy came to see one of my one of my sets and said, "I really want to start a garage band, and you you play keyboards. The, this this organ sound, like from the seeds and the animals and all that, would fit perfectly. Why don't we start a band?" And he was kind of well known, so I was like, "Yeah, let's do this." And he was the one that said, "You know." For a bass player, we should get this girl Christina who plays in the Madcaps on the truck, and she's awesome and she's beautiful, and it would be incredible. And she finally joined up, so we started this band, and that's that was called the Love Me Nuts. You know, when I'm thinking organ, I'm thinking either B3 or Farfisa, and in this case, it's pretty much Farfisa, right? <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, I mean, in the studio, I play a lot of stuff, but live, it's always my Farfisa Fast 3. Right, 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 right. Uh, the, what was question mark, right? That 96 Tears, that sound. Yes, right, yes. Right, right. So, okay, so there's, he, it's his band, and he asked you to join? Yeah, and he asked me to write the music and with him. And okay, what's his band called? It's called the Love Me Knots. Okay, so the Love Me Knots has this guy, you, Christina, anybody else? Yeah, we had a, a drummer from Phoenix who was really amazing too, Jay, um, who played with us. It was the four of us, the quartet. Okay, can you remember the first Love Me Knots gig? <laughs> yes, we played at a little art gallery in downtown Phoenix. It was you know sort of this crumbling part of town and we played and there happened to be a reporter there from the new times from phoenix and we got like a cover story out of our first show <laughs> that's a success yeah. that is a success yes, I, I, it was a great this band really in fact i think that thing, players were all great i think that weekly is still going they're one of the few ones left in the country yeah they're still chugging along. Yeah, look, yeah, I want to play. Yeah, it smaller and smaller, but it's I still know. there. I know, and then the porn ads in the back get bigger and bigger. Yeah. <laughs> I want to play Cat's Meow.
for Pedro Show. That chunk of music start off with darts doing the cat's meow. Singular possessive Pedro. After that, we had Spot. Now, Spot was the guy who recorded first Minute Man record, first Black Flag, Nervous Breakdown, first Who's... Uh, no, not the first, but the second Who's do. And same with Meat Puppets, second Meat Puppets, uh, that first album. But In a Car was the first segment. Actually, I, f- I first turned them on a monitor record. They were on somebody else's album. All of a sudden, it goes to the Meat Puppets for one song. Is that fucking trippy? And it goes back to the other band. Anyway, Spot's, he, he's sick. He's, he needs a lung transplant. He can't breathe. He had a, st- a stroke and stuff. Can't talk and be thinking of him, people. He's a beautiful man. Love that man. Iron Legs star Munster Bewicks. That's him on electric guitar there and some buddies. I think out of Austin when he was living there. If but one after that, live at 533 Warren. Uh, this is Al Margolis out of Chester, New York. Beautiful man. And then finally, Underground by Darts. Okay, now how long does Love Me Nots last? I think we went for, oh, good, I don't know, 10-some years. It was solid. Now, did this band record and tour? Oh, yeah. We recorded with, um, among others, we recorded with Jim Diamond in Detroit, who did the White Stripes stuff and the Dirt Bombs and all that. And we recorded, we toured all over the world, and it was an amazing trip. Okay. and it, But it ends. Okay, but two people remain to make another band. For sure. Okay, that this is how the darts get going. So, what about the other two people? Um. Well, the the guy who started the Love Me Nots originally and I had gotten married, and then we got divorced, and so that was kind of the end of the band. (laughs) You know what? um, I've seen that happen a couple times, million times. It's it's sad. (laughs) It's a sad thing. Yeah, it is. But you know what? You usually end up better friends, and that happened with me and Kay. You end up bit tighter people after. It's nice when that can happen. Yeah. Or it's nice when the. When the bad people get out of your life forever. Yeah, that's that's Two. even that's really. Good. <laughs> but uh, so, uh, explain about darts. I mean, right? We don't want to get into the gossip shit and stuff. Per- so we've been, per- uh, pertinent to darts. We were, we were in Love Me Nots for and for a long time. We were getting just sick of dudes. We were in bands with dudes forever. We'd never really like done our own thing and so forever we've been saying let's start a band that's just like us and like some other girls and just like see how that goes like get some cool girls and do a band like without any of these guys and when especially if they're the leader right (laughs) we did (laughs) so so you find two other ladies yeah we uh we we you know sort of racked our brains we were like we want really good players we don't just want to be like some girl band because we're girls we want we actually want really good players and so how do you um, do this we tapped uh, a couple people that we had been that we had met on tour over the years with the love me nots um and they they were playing in other bands neither of them are in the in the darts anymore but they started out they jumped on board they were both from la actually and um, we sent tracks back and forth between L.A. and Phoenix, and they recorded their parts in L.A. We recorded in Phoenix and put it all together. Okay, and... okay, but the, the material, these, this is for darts, right? So you're not yeah. giving them Love Me Not stuff, right? You're, you're giving them brand new stuff. Absolutely. Yeah, like I, I said, I, I'm, I can't stop writing. I got songs coming out of me Ah, so you've got a reservoir. Nicole yeah, writes like 10 songs a day at least. Like okay. She writes so many songs. 
Okay, so yeah, there was you, you didn't have to yeah rebrand the Lummy Nuts. You just brought out stuff and repurposed for for this new. Or maybe you were writing in the moment too. Oh, absolutely. And and the um, the guitar player at the time who we brought on board, Michelle, was also doing some of the writing. She's a great songwriter and. And so we got we collaborated on on some of the writing too early on, and and it was really cool that first okay, EP. Okay, let's pick it up great. because in the next hour because we're out of time now. This is the fucking. Oh my gosh. Yeah, yeah. January 30, twenty twenty three edition. Wap Peterson special guest darts. Hold tight for hour three. January 30, twenty twenty three. It's the third hour of Wap from Pedro Show.
lot for Pedro Show. Start off the third hour with darts doing Don't Hold My Hand, Jello's favorite. Crane after that with Natural Being. Then we had ja whoa. Jean Mart Montera and Tala McDonough's with Duo Per Lelio, number two. Victoria Shen after that, an excerpt from her self scratching record trip. And then finally, David Gerard with Metaverse. Ooh, don't want to live there. Now, uh, let's get back. So the, the beginning of the darts is actually kind of uh, two different towns. It's a, it's, a, it's a long distance kind of thing at first, right? Absolutely, yep. But the good thing about that is that... No, I think there, there could be good things because you're not pressed. You're, there's not like the, the sweated out. You're in front of the person having to deliver. You got time to develop things on your own. Mm -hmm. You know, there's advantages. I know this from uh, doing collaborations with people by trading files on the Internet. There, there are certain advantages to that. Yeah, it's not the same as recording in the room with somebody. But So so how long do you do this before the first darts gig with the all four of you? It was pretty quick. Um, these players were good, and everybody learned their parts fast. And I think our first official show was just a couple months after we wrote the wrote the wrote the songs and where was it it was in um we just we just we just had a, a, <laughs> i just posted about our first show and i got all these comments no 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 your first show was before that so okay the first show was in tucson um and then we did like four shows in a row so tucson phoenix la you know like a little four show run a little mini tour yeah and when that first one in Tucson, how'd it go? It went great. Oh, These okay. women can freaking play. They were right out of the box, solid. Now, Just you saw so them in their own bands when you were on tour, so you had kind of an idea, right? But you never know until you really do it, yeah. Right, right. You know, the chemistry was there. It was it was really, the sound was great. Okay. Yeah, it was fun. And uh, how long do they last in the band? Um, Michelle was with us for about maybe a year and a half, and Ricky, the drummer, was with us for about a good chunk of it, about three years. And the people um, you got now, are they the ones that took their places? Yeah. And how, where'd you meet them, and who are they? Melisa Jackson is our guitar player now, and she was also a, sort of a Phoenix guitar fixture coming up. And she was playing in a lot of bands around Phoenix over the years, and her name just sort of kept popping up. And finally, um, when we needed a guitar player, I'm like, well, this makes sense. She's right here in Phoenix, and she's great. And so we, we got her on board easily. And, and then the, the drummer, drummer was yeah. – drummers are tough. Um, so we, we were on tour um, actually in Chicago on tour once and uh, with the darts and – we played with this this band, the Mystery Actions, who came, who were on the bill with us. And after the show, their drummer came up to us and said, "Hey, if you guys ever need a drummer, let me know. I really like your stuff." And so, when the time came, we wrote to her, and she still lives in Chicago. But we did long distance thing with her; and it works out great. So she yeah, actually solicited she, solic she solicited herself to you. Yeah, she okay. she was on board. And she made herself and then We met her. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, no, no, that's bitching. And uh, what about Love You to Death? I want to do that.
Thank you. 
Hot for Pedro show. That last music for this edition, that chunk started off with darts doing Love You to Death. And then Bob Stagner with Evan Libson and Mike Baguetta doing Immediate, in parentheses, Red. Well, actually in brackets, parentheses, part one of two. Next edition, people will hear part two of two. And then finally, Darts U.S. I wasn't supposed to read it like that, but I did. <laughs> intersex. Now, Intersex okay. is the other side because the one song I didn't play today was one I played last edition was the Oil. Snake Oil. Snake Oil song. Yeah, sorry. And so I didn't want to give people deja vu all over again. So <laughs> t- tell me about this new album out on uh, Jella's label, Alternative Tentacles. Oh, it's been so much fun to put this together. We um, we asked Jello if he wanted to jump in on this record. He was really involved in our last record with with Alternative Tentacles, um, but he was involved enough that we were like, on this record, do you want to actually like, you know, give us your two cents as we as we record and and you know help with mold this record? And he was on board, and he he was he was there like talking to our producer every day and, and just helping us uh, choose the songs and get the sounds they wanted. And so it's, it's got a big jealous stamp on it, this one. And who was the producer? The producer is Bob Hogue, who has done all the darts records to date uh, pretty much. And all the, all the, the long, the long play records. And um, he's in, in Mesa, Arizona. And he's, I know Mesa. Um, I think Mesa is the biggest Mormon town outside Salt Lake city. Cause they used to have outside gigs there at the park. You are correct. It still is a huge Mormon enclave, but he is not, but he's a... No, but that's okay. I mean, I'm not, not, it's just another <laughs> factoid. I wasn't trying to get on everybody's case. Or but I remember uh, it was with Primus, and somebody hit Nels Klein in the head with a dirt clod, and I was like, Jesus, I'd, I'd get a band together so Nels can get hit with dirt clods. Yeah, and this was in the 90s. I, see, I ask people about whether gigs are successes or not because I've had so much shit thrown at me. So I don't get, I don't hear a lot of that happening to other people. <laughs> We're talking sacks of shit, sacks of puke, you know, use condoms. I'll tell you what oh hurts. Oh my God. I'll tell you what hurts is, yeah, cups of piss. What hurts is D, D, batteries, especially D size. They fucking hurt. Oh my God. D batteries. Yeah. Fuck Specifically. That. Triple A if you're going to throw batteries, right? So l- yeah. l- let me ask you this. Studio. Was it in Arizona? Yeah, um, so his studio is in Mesa. Oh, it and, is in Mesa. Um, okay, it's, it's in Mesa. Remember, there so, was a there was a there was a club there too called Hollywood Alley or something. It, oh yeah, yeah, it closed, but it, it was there place. for a long time. Well, I said was. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, a farmer would and people say what, but a farmer would tell you, if you want a good crop, use a lot of manures. You know, how can you have that that kind of place? Well, that's why. So. Uh, <laughs> How long it take? Did you go in with demos? Oh yeah, we had we had the demo because our our drummer was in Chicago, so we had to maximize our time, be really efficient about it. So we sent her did the she, she Did she fly in? Them. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, and then she flew in like the, a few days before we started recording, and yeah. for the first time, we all sat down as a band and started rehearsing. We rehearsed for about four days, and then yeah. we went to the studio for about four days, and it was done. Wow, she's a pro. Y'all pros, all four. Yeah. yeah. Great. Yeah. And Jella and, 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 and Bob and, 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 and Jella and, and everybody talking. helping out. Yeah, yeah, that's bitching. Well, 
I could just hear Bigella right now. Well, <laughs> you know, it's true. When I was thinking Jella is that belt buckle with the star. He kept that buckle, even though the, the, the leather had to get bigger. <laughs> but he kept that star. <laughs> the brass fucking star. I, uh, it's just stuck in my mind. Okay. So, uh, you know, that's pretty efficient. Four days of prac, four days of record, and it's done. Yeah, I like that. I like, and then Bob spent a little while mixing it, right? Oh yeah, well, you get you get Jello and Bob on the phone together talking, and they can talk for hours. Right, together. right, right. So, what's the plan now? Tour. The plan now is oh yeah, we got we got uh, we're focusing on Europe a lot this year because we have a good promoter there, and and he's got just stacks of Europe shows starting oh, in April. All through the summer. Where can, where can people find you on the internet? Is there a darts website? Yeah, it's the dartsus.com. And then people, that's T-H-E-D-A-R-T-S-U-S dot com. That is it. Okay. And you can find us on all, our, all the social media with that same handle, the darts US. You know what? I think a long time ago, maybe New Wave Days, there was a band called Tough Darts. Oh really? There was a there was a duop band in the UK called the Darts, which okay. is why we have to put the US after. But there but they was, I think it was tough, like T U F F kind of darts, right? <laughs> tough darts. But uh, so so I'm curious. Okay, so 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 first some Europe tours, but maybe some US gigs after. We're hoping, yeah. We we're focusing on that for right now, but hopefully we'll get back to the US after that. Yep. Wow. Okay. Well, if you get a SoCal gig, I'd like to come see. You are on the list, okay, man. Okay, so let me know. And when you do new darts music, please come back on the show. We can play it and talk about it. We'll do. Yeah, we got. We, we actually been doing a lot of recording and stuff already. Already thinking stuff, of so. the next one. That's the way it goes, huh? Yep, yep. <laughs> beautiful. Can't stop beautiful. writing. <laughs> Thank you so much. Can't wait to have you back on again. Thank you again, Jella, for the connect. People, it's been the January 30, 2023 edition of Pedro Show. Keep your powder dry.